If you have your uh, Bibles, I would encourage you to turn to 2 Kings. We started uh, a series of called Transitioning Well. We want to take a look at what that means from Scripture and how it can apply to our lives as we work through uh, the different transitions we're going through in our life as well as as a church body. So 2 Kings chapter 2, we're going to be looking at the first 15 verses there. This morning I wanted to look at Elijah and Elisha. And so if I get saying that really fast and I mess it up, you'll understand why. These two are very similar names. And in their spectacular miracles, as you read through the Old Testament, you see how God used Elijah and Elisha in such a powerful, powerful way. They probably performed more miracles than any other prophet other than Jesus. When you take a look at how God used them, they performed a lot of miracles. Elijah was a loner who preached repentance and brought down evil kings in a sensational challenge. One of those challenges we remember really well in the Bible story about how he built an altar and he kind of mocked the other, the other gods and, and the, their leaders and called down fire. It was spectacular and how God moved in such a powerful, powerful way. Elisha lived among the people and showed deep concern for the poor and the downtrodden. Two different men, two different roles. And today's scripture points to their transition, which caught my attention as I was preparing and as I was thinking about this and working through this series and preparing. We all go through times of transition. Each of us have gone through times of change. It happens to us all. Some of us get married and later lose a spouse to death or divorce. We start a career or careers and then we retire. We go back to work in a different field and we retire from that. We take on a, a committee position And later we resign. We move from house to house. Now some of you, as I have gotten to visit you, you haven't done much of that. Some of you were born and you've lived your whole life in that place. But some of us have moved an awful lot. We move from church to church because we move out of our different towns or our cities. We move from one level of care to another. We make friends, and we lose friends. And most profoundly, we are born, and then one day, we go to be with the Lord in glory. We die. 
Every one of us faces transitions in life. And so as I was thinking about this, I was wondering what we can learn, if we can learn anything from Elijah and Elisha about transitioning well. And this morning in your bulletins, if you have that, may I encourage you to open that up. There is an outline there that you can follow along. You see it behind me as well. But you might want to take notes, and there is some pins on your chairs there in front of you as well. But I want us to consider what God was speaking to me and what I believe applies to all of us in transitioning well. So if you have your Bibles, I would like to start off with 2 Kings chapter 2, and I would like to read the first 15 verses there. Just reading from the NIV. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. And so they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you not know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, but don't speak of it. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied again, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. Then the company of prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Do you not know that the Lord is going to take your master from you to today? Yes, I know, he replied, but don't speak of it. And then Elijah said to him, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. And fifty men of the company of prophets went and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken from you. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elisha said. Yet if, I, yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours, otherwise not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and, of, and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up in heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them apart. He picked up the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. 
And then he took the cloak that had fallen from him and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over it. The company of prophets from Jericho who were watching said, The spirit of Elijah is arresting on Elisha. And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. What a powerful story of transition. The first thing I want to encourage you by is to pay attention to transitions. Now, this may sound obvious, but you would be surprised at how often we ignore them. Uh, we pretend that they're not happening. Matter of fact, we'll even make statements, this can't be happening. This can't be real. This is not taking place. You see, change is hard. We run into it all the time in our society, how we live. It's constantly changing, rapidly changing. We don't like it when friends move away. We don't like saying goodbye. We don't want to say goodbye to Paul, who has been here for 39 years. We have trouble facing terminal illness or saying goodbye to loved ones. That was a struggle for me when my mom passed away from cancer almost three years ago during COVID. Saying goodbye. Knowing that she would be in glory in a better place, but saying goodbye. You see, everyone believes in heaven. Even those that don't know Christ as their Lord and Savior believe is there's a heaven, there's a better place. But no one wants to go there. At least, not yet. And if we're truthful, we've thought that and said that in our own lives. We're excited about to go to heaven, but, but Lord, there's, there's stuff we want to do here. I'm enjoying my life. Pastor Paul has been here for 39 years. And now he is retired. However, he still lives in the community. And to some of you, he and Lois are close friends. And that's great. That's awesome. And so we don't want to say goodbye. And so we ignore this. We pretend that it's not happening or that it hasn't happened. Uh, we'll even say, well, we just have to make it through a year. Let's make it through a year and, and Paul will be back. And then we can get him involved in things. Or we'll think they'll be back in a year and then we can get on with church life again. You see, that's what Elijah and Elisha faced. 
Elijah and Elisha faced head-on this great transition. It was a change of command for the lead prophet of Israel. It was a powerful thing. Elijah notably went to each of his seminary extensions, you could see it, to personally say goodbye. That's why he went to these different places. That's what these little companies were called, or schools of prophets were. They were like our modern day seminaries, our churches. And that's why, and what Elijah was visiting when he traveled to Gilgal and Bethel and Jericho. He was saying goodbye to all his sons in faith. And as Elisha contemplated this loss of his great mentor, he was understandably a little raw in his emotions. And you can see it. Because when you read through the scriptures, he kind of snapped at each group. As they asked him if he knew about Elijah. As a matter of fact, he kept saying, don't talk about it. All right? This can't be happening. Change is hard, isn't it? But the cool thing is Elijah refused to leave Elijah's side. Elijah offered three times for Elijah to stay behind, and three times Elisha admittedly refused. No, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. You see, Elijah wanted every possible moment with his mentor. When you go through transitions, as we go through transition as a body, Pay attention to the transitions happening around you. Express appreciation as you have to Paul. Take him out for coffee. Express that appreciation. For his leadership for what God has used him here in the 39 years. But knowing that when he returns, he's not going to be your pastor anymore. He's going to be Paul. And you're going to wrestle with that, just like Elisha wrestled with Elijah. Don't talk about it. Forget it. It's not going to happen. You see, we all need to get ready for the new couple that God has for you as your lead pastor. And I know this for a fact because of God in the Bible. He's already prepared that couple for you. He already has that couple for you. But we need to go through this transition Be sure to say goodbye to friends who move away. 
Sometimes we have a hard time with that. For my brother, when my mom was passing away, he had to come and see her when she was a little bit better health than her last three to four months. Because he wanted to remember for who she was. And he said goodbye. Then. I'm reminded of Paul's tearful goodbye on the seashore with the elders in Ephesus. As recorded in Acts 20. He met him there. There was a lot of weeping. He said goodbye. Don't ignore the changes happening around you. Embrace them. Even when they hurt. Because there's love behind that hurt. God is in control. As we saw in the first part of the message of transitioning well, God is in control. We need to turn to Him. Put our focus on Him. The second thing that we see here with this transition between Elijah and Elisha is the Holy Spirit's filling. Verse 9 of chapter 2 here. Elijah asked Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I am taken from you. What can I do for you before I leave? And Elijah replied, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Now this is powerful. What he was asking here almost sounds a little bit selfish. Like, like he almost wanted to upstage his master, his teacher. But Elisha was using the language of the Hebrew inheritance law. The firstborn always received a double portion over all the other kids. And Elijah was basically saying, I want to be your firstborn. If I'm going to be able to step into your shoes, I'm going to need twice as much of your spirit as anyone else would need. They're big shoes. How can I fill them? After all, who could follow Elijah? He was the man. He was the man. He was the spiritual leader of Israel during a time when the kings were corrupt and godless. Elijah carried the country through some very dark times. And now to follow in his footsteps, huge shoes to fill. Elijah knew that he would need the very power of God, a double helping of the same spirit at work in Elijah's life, the Holy Spirit himself. He would need that. Perhaps you've been there. When you have been desperate for God's strength to accomplish a task. Lord, there's no way that I can get this done. I need your help. I need your strength. There's no way I can walk through this, Lord. I need your help and I need your strength. Lord, I don't want to let go of my loved one. 
that's dying. We talk about, Lord, your will be done. But application of that is tough. Because we don't want to let go. It's a scary place to be. But also, it's a great place to be to build our faith. And many of us have gone through that. Many of you have gone through that where you're walking and you've gone through those times and your faith has gone from here to here because of it. You know you need God to see you through the health challenge. There's no way I can make this, God, without you. You need God's Spirit to lead that committee through turbulent times. The Mexico team is going to experience that when they get there. Our prayer is everything will be hunky-dory. It'll be all together. But the truth is, there's going to be hiccups. It's going to be beyond their control. And God's going to show them in a powerful way himself as he does with each of us. Some of you, it might even need God's strength to risk making a friend. God will come through as you depend on him. Elijah was wise enough to Elisha. If you see me departed, then you will know it has been granted to you. What a powerful thing. And Elisha saw it. One moment he's walking with his mentor and his friend. And the next moment his friend is carted off to heaven in a whirlwind. By chariots and horses of fire. What a scene that would have been. And he saw it. And what happens next brings us to the third point that we can apply from this to our lives in transitioning well. And that is take up the task that God is moving and giving to each of you. Since Elisha had been with Elijah's and he was able to see his departure, he knew that the Lord had answered his request. And we see this in verse 13 and 14. He recorded what happened next. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him, went back and stood on the banks of the Jordan. And he took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and he struck the water with it. And notice what he said. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Okay. And we've all been there. And some of us are there today. Standing on that bank. Crying out. And when he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left. And he crossed over. What a powerful, powerful thing. You see, earlier, Elijah had struck the water and it parted. And now Elisha, his successor, struck the water and again it parted. Yet Elisha had a role here. 
he had a role here. And that was he needed to reach down and he needed to pick up the mentor's cloak. He needed to pick that garment up. He had to strike the water in front of all the prophets. Can you imagine that? They're all standing and watching. Not knowing for sure until that moment what would happen. You see, Elisha obeyed the prompting of God. And God rewarded him publicly, stating in fact, this is my man, now follow him. And here's the message for us this morning. When God gives you a task, take it up. Do it with all your heart. And watch God honor you for your obedience. In your bulletin, and this wasn't planned, it just worked out that way. But in your bulletin, there's numerous roles that need to be filled. Some of you have the abilities and skills to fill them. Some of you have the spiritual gifts to fill them. Maybe you've been sensing a prompting in your heart for a number of years even. And you've been saying, oh, no, no, Lord, not me, not me. You may me, you may need, excuse me, you may be the new kid on the block. Maybe it was never done the way you're going to do it. Maybe you even think that, oh, there's some great people, there's no way I could follow them. There's no way that I can do it the way they did it. Elisha had this. He had the same fear, the same concern. But people will follow you as you are obedient to what God has laid on your heart. And so that's my challenge to you, to each one of us, young and old. What is God laying on our heart? What has God asked us to step down and pick up? You see, God bless Elisha. You remember how he asked Elijah for a double portion of God's spirit? If you read through the story of Elisha, you will see that it records twice as many miracles attributed to Elisha than what Elijah did. Twice as many. Double portion. And at his death, the king of Israel shouted out, My father, my father. The very words Elisha said to his mentor and friend would later be said at his death. As we think about transitioning well, as we think about the things that we're going through in our lives, the different closures that we're going through, the different stages that we're going through, as we cry out to God for his pouring into our lives, May we step up to the plate.
May we step up to what God is laying on our hearts to do. It may even be just the important thing of prayer, which is the most important thing ever. We need prayer warriors. All of us need prayer warriors. Such a powerful, powerful thing. This morning I got, I have two tasks for you. One task, two parts. And I want you just to think about this and I would encourage you, I would encourage you to work through this this week. I would like you to recall and write down three personal highlights of your life experience in this congregation. Now, some of you are brand new. Some of you are new in the last five years. You've come because of Paul's preaching. But there are highlights there. Some of you have been here for a very, very long time in my visits as I've gotten to know you. You've been here longer than Paul. Write down those three highlights. Recall them. Remember them. But I'd also like you to write down the three low points in your life experience in this congregation. The contrasts, the highs and the lows. What were the lows? And as you write them down, as you think about them, and as you pray them, see how God walked you through those times. How he provided for you. How he moved you through. We all go through transitions. Whether we like it or not. How we go through those transitions well depends on where our focus is. May I encourage you this morning to do like Elisha did and cry out to God and say, okay, God, my eyes are going to be on you. My focus is on you. As you go through the different transitions in your life, my encouragement is that. My prayer is that for you. Let me just pray as the team comes back up and closes us off. Lord, just thank you. I thank you for how you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That nothing catches you by surprise. Lord, I thank you that you are a solid rock in which we can stand. When everything else around us is sinking and breaking apart, and our world is crumbling, you are the same. Lord, we just cry out to you. We look to you in our help to say goodbye to our close friends, in our help to walk with our spouse that may be suffering with terminal illness. Lord, we just come to you in all of our different stages of transition. And we place our faith and our trust in you that we may go through it well. I just pray and ask these things in your name, Lord. Amen.